welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And this is Life Pairings. Because life is hard, so pair it with alcohol. Get your red and white face paint on, fireworks at the ready, and be ready to sing Oh Canada 50 times as today's life pairing is Canada Day and Crown and Coke. We are talking the dark side of Canadians and whiskey fit for a king. So we're, we're talking about, uh, yeah, we're talking about Canada Day, man. What does it mean to you? It's pretty important, especially um, when I left the country. It became very, very important. Right. You were an expat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would make all the British people come over to my house. We would watch Men with Brooms. Right. Drink Caesars and Poutine, which I did not have the right stuff for, and I made it in a microwave, so. Right. Well, it's, you know what, to people who aren't from Quebec, poutine can just be cheese and fries. Yeah. And if you, like, tried to slap that on their plates over there, they'd be like, you guys are not... <laughs> You're making a mockery out of poutine. Out of our national debt. So what does it mean to you? Uh, yeah, I've always loved Canada Day, man. It's always, um, I feel like I have a sense of national pride, and it's always been something like, it's also just like another fun event. Like, mm-hmm. at some point, things are just like, hey, this is pretty fun. Let's go watch fireworks. Yeah. You know, which is, I think, that, <laughs> I think sometimes <laughs> that's what it is. But I, I it's a, another chance to gather with friends and go and do something fun. And um, you know what, like, the arts industry in Canada means a ton to me. And I always feel like on Canada Day, perhaps people who don't get a lot of attention get that extra focus, right? It's an extra focus on the Canadian, uh, you know, music scene and comedy scene. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. Stuff like um, Spotify or whatever will do, like a Canada Day. Like featured list. Featured yeah. And so it's really, yeah, it's really good. And, and you know, it's well. And also you learn, like, a lot of bands that you love are Canadian. Yeah, like, you'll go down, like, the ce- there's celebrations in every city. And you're just like, hey, like, Canada has a lot of talent. We do, yeah. You know, like, and it's... Sitting in this room right now. <laughs> 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 it feels like it feels like maybe we get a little bit um, over overshot by the Americans. So it's nice when Canada Day rolls around. You maybe appreciate uh, what what you've got here at home. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's and it's it's good for you, Carla. I looked. Oh, it, I looked. It we're up. on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, well. I mean, it's <laughs> good and bad. It is good and bad. I've uh, I went to the uh, the Association of Psychological Science. Ooh, that sounds very science. It does sound very sciencey. <laughs> the uh, the Association of Psychological Science states that um, having nationalistic pride is really good. Huh. It's, to a point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it makes you feel about your good about your own life. You know, like you you're proud of your country. You're like, I live in a good place. I'm safe. Having national pride is good mm-hmm. until <laughs> it's not good. Right. It just depends what pride means to you. So yeah. there's a whole like a, you know a breakdown of just like does proud mean like everybody that's in your country is part of your country mm-hmm. and you're proud of the di- diversity. You're proud of uh, being there. That's a good thing. Yes. Does nationalistic pride mean only you shouldn't live there? <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. So it's just, it, I mean, it really is a pretty, like, it, it's good yeah. to a point. You yeah. Know, like we've, I think as Canadians, we always feel like the Americans are maybe a little bit too nationalistic. 
I would say that there is a slight issue with that. Like yes. they're a little egocentric, perhaps? <laughs> Potentially, yes. Whereas Canadians <laughs> have a much more humble approach to, uh, you know, being nationalistic here. We're, we're very proud of our, our country. We're ever-changing. We're incredibly diverse. So being proud of something means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Yeah. And I think that's something that Canadians uh, maybe uh, do a little bit better. I mean, obviously, this went badly in Germany, and they got super nationalistic. Yeah. But again, in a not a oh, our diverse world in our little country, they really, it's all about like the confrontation with the other, I guess. Yes. And so then it's not it's no longer um, about that kind of community relationship. It's about who is better than what. And that is one thing, though, that Canada Canadians can be a little bit mad about. A little snooty, but we can be very judgmental about how much better we are than everyone else. <laughs> I, I, it is funny. It's actually like it is such a, a so ironic that the the thing that we think we're better at is being humble and nice. <laughs> like, isn't that? It's a little yeah. ironic to yeah. be like, oh, we're so humble and we're so nice. Yeah. It's just like that's not really humble or nice. Yeah. Dinkuses. We are a little bit passive aggressive up here. It is very. Another thing I've noticed really, uh, Canadians are very sarcastic. We have a very no dry, love. like dry, sarcastic sense of humor. Yeah, and it's like I, I have family now from Germany as well, and they have a very, they, their understanding of things is very like, like point blank, you know, right? Yeah, it's very straightforward yeah. across the blunt. Board. Yeah, and blunt. Yeah, and, yeah, and Canadians say everything like on the sly. Yeah, like it's we're very passive aggressive. We're very like, <laughs> sarcastic all the yeah. time. So nobody really knows. They're like, did they like that or not? Yeah, and we're like, oh, I really liked it. And I think that comes from a little bit of our British uh, humor. Yes, definitely. I think. I think. Although that, apparently, I used to get they were like, you're really sarcastic. I'm like. Well, maybe we took it too far in Canada. <laughs> it, it, we, we definitely mimic the dryness, but I think we up the ante on the sarcasm. Yeah. Like it is very, like, every, you know, even professional relationship I have has is um, sort of fueled by, like, a sarcastic, funny relationship. Yeah. And I think if you're not from, like, if you're just coming in, that's an odd cultural... Um, <laughs> abnorm- interaction. Interaction yeah. or abnormity. Like, it's really, like, weird to, yeah. like go into a professional situation and your boss is like, oh, you work really hard. <laughs> and they're like, I guess I work pretty hard. You're like, no, he said he no, had a weird inflection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's good to have national pride. It's good uh, to uh, celebrate your history. And as we're finding out, it's important to uh, be aware of what the history was. Yes. So so yes, good for you, but uh, don't be a dink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try not to be a dick. <laughs> Is what I... That's my uh, life slogan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just try not to be a dick. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that, that is the uh, psychology of Canada Day and, and uh, national holidays. Interesting. I did a little history. Instead of doing a history story, because that was kind of difficult on this one. Right. I wanted to kind of... And especially for people who are listening that are not in Canada, maybe you're thinking, oh, this Canada Day thing, this is like your Independence Day? No, it is not. <laughs> Um, this all happened in July 1st, so, sorry, we didn't even mention what day Canada Day Oh, right. Uh, Canada Day happens on July 1st. Yeah. Not July 4th. Uh, and it was because, uh, this is, so it's in July 1st, 1967. Yeah. This was the celebration of the joining of the colonies of Canada to New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. Now, what were the colonies of Canada in, uh, 1867, do you know? 
Oh boy. Um, uh, I, you know what? I think, let me hold on. <laughs> I think at that point we were still Acadians, were we not? Yeah. Well, it was, it's very much over. Yeah. It's the, it's the Eastern side of the country. Yeah. Correct. So Ontario and Quebec. Right. Yeah, well, and that's it. Well, it would have been though. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean. Our, it's not our birthday because A, Canada's been around for a lot longer than 1867. Right. Um, but also, it's not, you know, that's like a quarter, well, maybe half of the country. Right. Um, and it, originally it was called Dominion Day, because it was basically sort of just the joining of these colonies. They would have their own, kind of like in the States, it would be sort of provincial governments. Okay. But they weren't allowed to have any control over international affairs or anything like that. We couldn't amend our constitution. Right. We were still very much under the crown. Yeah. Yeah. So, calling it Dominion Day is, is maybe a little bit more understandable under that that definition I guess right and they didn't even really have any large celebrations until 1917 um, and then not again until 1927 right so I mean it wasn't even until 1982 that we could amend our constitution without asking yield queen queenie <laughs> if we could do it. yeah we got that in 1982 and that's when they switched to calling it Canada Day Although it had been kind of called that before. 1957, John Diefenbaker put to, put together this big event, which kind of now starts what more is, is common now, which is the fireworks, picnics, live music, all that sort of right. stuff. So that's what we are celebrating. It is a much more modern concept, and it is, I think, sometimes Canada has a little bit of a hard time defining itself. I would say, yeah, I think I think because we are a relatively new nation and we are made up of such a diverse group of people, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint what our culture is sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, it kind of is a way to, to reinvigorate that and to have some kind of national pride and, and be identifiable right. on one certain day, even though it basically is total bullshit. <laughs> well, it, it was funny. I was like, I, and I mean, this is my own ignorance, but I, we were celebrating Canada 150 was the big thing. Yeah, like, Canada 150, Canada 150. And then that year I was in Montreal and they were celebrating Canada 300. Like right. they had been around for so much longer. Yeah. And I think a lot, the nice thing that kind of came out of that was then they started calling it Canada 150 plus right. because the Aboriginal or Indigenous people have been here way longer than like right. even... 300 years ago. Yeah, so. I'd say a little longer. <laughs> One of the more darker sides of Canada Day, besides that it wasn't, it's not really what we thought it was. Right. Um, it was also known as Humiliation Day to a lot of Chinese Canadians. Oh, wow. So this is because they passed the Chinese Exclusion Act in 1923, which made it so that um, anyone from China could not move here. Oh. There was a couple of exceptions. It was mostly just, yeah, unless you're planning on staying here, like, as a student. Right. Or it's just a temporary thing, you can't come. Like, they weren't they weren't um, accepting citizens, like, yeah. into the nation? Like, you... You, you couldn't could, emigrate, yeah. Couldn't if emigrate. If you were from yeah. China. And that was it. Just China. Really? I mean, they weren't opening their arms to everybody else, but they specifically did this to, to Chinese people. So they... In the Chinese community, they yeah. call it humili humiliation. Humiliation, day. yeah. Um, and I mean, even before that, there was a head tax. So that went that anyone moving from China to Canada had to pay what started out as $50, but this is like way, way back. Um, and up to 1923, when this law was passed, they would pay $500 to get in. 
Right. That's two years worth of wages. Wow. So a lot of the times, you know, maybe the a company here would pay for that, but then you would be expected to work for them for the next two years and pay that off. Right. Which, obviously, you can't just then put all of your wages towards that. So which is a, a essentially a indentured. good example of systemic racism. Yeah. Because they're, they're making it within the system almost impossible for you to be here. Exactly. And then if you're here, you're so broke yeah. that getting back on top or living a life of prosper is almost impossible. Yeah. And yeah. so a lot of the times, you know, also it's starting back then, it would be a lot of um, men. Right. Because they were going to work in little labor jobs. Um, obviously, they built a lot of our railways. Yeah. So they would have to leave their wives and their children. And especially once this law was passed in 1923, you wouldn't get to see your kids or your wife at all because they couldn't come over. Right, because it would cost another two years of wages. Well, after 1923, then they just couldn't come at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, not great. And mm, so, Canadians, not really that nice, is no. what we're finding out. And it was pressure from all political parties. I mean, it wasn't that I'm sure everybody felt like this, but there was a lot of pressure coming from BC. Right. Not that they were more racist than the rest of Canada, but it was because during this post-war slump, a lot of them saw it as taking these labor jobs away from the white man. Right. So, that's kind of what happened there. Um, and thankfully, I mean, way too late, but they, this law lasted until 1947. That's still insanely That's so recent. late. And also it was maybe because they had to sign the UN Charter of Human Rights and they were like, uh, what you're doing over there? Not allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the, uh, I think the Americans are taking a lot of flack for their history, but, uh, oh boy, Canada is not, you know, I, I think if you look into any nation's history, there's, mm -hmm. there's a long list of pretty awful fucking things yeah but i always think it's very important to know that stuff and to be honest about it and aware about it because it yeah. is part of our history and why don't we just let that define how we now act well the celebration be a sh should be for a celebration for everybody right mm -hmm. and if you're if you're leaving out details and you're not talking about them or not acknowledging them and you're just like we love fireworks <laughs> and everyone's like hey wait a minute there are some pretty there was a long line of not great shit yeah. that went on for too long and up until far too recent. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge that stuff and, and uh, celebrate in a way that hopefully your part of your celebration is like, look how far we've come, mm -hmm. look at the changes we're trying to make and, and trying to learn about everybody. And I do have to say, coming, you know, having lived in different places in my life, I, I think generally the rhetoric of Canada is that we are a diverse nation and that we have multicultural right um, aspects to us and we're very proud of that. Now whether that always you know drips down, at least we're trying. Yes, and I and I think I, I think like you know in my growing up, born in 1986 and stuff like that, that was always you know whether or not um, it was enough was in the system as much as it needed to be. It was always discussed in school, mm -hmm. like that was always something that we were like the like the curriculum was very vocal of was trying to, you know, explore everybody. And, you know, even as young as like eight or nine, yeah, it was like a charts of where everybody's history was, was from. And yeah. when did you, when did your family immigrate to Canada? Because most people, that is most people's uh, history in Canada. Yeah. Not very many people are just from like within like maybe one or two generations. Most people are new to Canada. We're yeah. a developing country. We're, we're a new country. We're, we're also huge, so... We're huge. And to keep up, like, uh, to be a sustainable nation, to be a sovereign nation, yeah. we have to, uh, each person has to create 
2.5 people to continue to keep Canada sovereign. Uh-oh. Yeah. And most people, and certainly we're not doing that. We're not doing it. Not <laughs> in this generation. So it's, I got three cats. Does that count? Yeah. Cats equivalent to 2.5. I have a little puppy dog. Um, <laughs> who my favorite thing to do is like tell people who are parents to be like, oh my God. Yeah, Trixie woke me up so early. That, <laughs> <laughs> and I often like to pretend with other people that I'm just, I just use their names and yeah. they don't need to know that they're not real children. They're not children, yeah. But to, <laughs> to, to, to maintain sovereignty, Canada relies on immigration. We mm-hmm. rely on uh, essentially diversity. So it's, uh, yeah, I think we are a growing uh, country for our proudness hopefully will grow in the right direction <laughs> yeah. yeah just need to keep that a little extra snootiness but i mean sometimes we do get to be snooty because let's be honest our prime minister is pretty hot real cute i've been calling him true true i've been like he he doled out some of those uh, sweet true true dollars uh-huh. which i've been calling it and then i had another comedian he's like did you just call him true true i was like yeah he's doling out those sweet true true bucks <laughs> We're living that life. Hey. But uh, as I had mentioned earlier, this is my uh, version of a segue. My podcast <laughs> segue skills. Uh, fireworks, Carla. Oh, yeah. They're in the news. <laughs> this, this is another edition of Brittany <laughs> Looked Up the News 10 Minutes Ago. In the news with Brittany Lysing. Uh Fireworks. They hurt you. <laughs> no. Yeah, they oh scare my you. <laughs> you know what? I've lit off a lot of fireworks with people. Yeah. Like in different situations. And never once have I been like, this seems safe. No, I always grew up with a very clear understanding that you could lose a hand very easily. Yeah, like the, every parent is like, hey, don't do that. But my brother mm. bought a bunch of fireworks and um, all the parents... Like, my uncles were all like, fireworks are so sweet. <laughs> and we lit one off. Uh, we were down in Montana at the time. And it uh, fired back into the bush and Ooh. just about lit the whole flipping place on fire. Yeah. It's scary. I just looked up. This is truly, this is from the Government of Canada website. You Ooh. can find all your COVID-related needs here. <laughs> you can fill out your EI reports. You can also get fireworks-related injuries statistics. <laughs> Uh, and here, and here's what it says. Fireworks and other pyrotechnic products have gained much popularity in Canada with their impressive auditory and visual effects. That's code for high people like to watch them. (laughs) It is not surprising that such products play important roles in celebratory special events. Uh, and then I scroll down to see the, uh, Injuries. It lists the Calgary Hospitals Injuries Reporting Prevention Program. Okay. Oh boy, that's a mouthful and a half. CHIRP is the acronym that's come up with there. And this program tells you how many, how much stuff happened to bad stuff happened to people. Uh, how many cases were there, you asked? Between April 1st of 2011 and May 24th of 2019, there were 122 reported cases of unintentional injuries related to fireworks or other similar products. The age group this happens to? Teenagers, mostly. (laughs) Not a lot of 57-year-olds lighting off fireworks and getting getting hurt. No, they probably did it when their kids lost one-third of their finger and were like, you know what? Taking it as a lesson. I feel like if you, like, see a guy with, like, a burnt hand, you're like, Barbecue or fireworks. <laughs> uh, teenagers between the ages of 15 and 19 uh, represented the largest proportion at 12, 12 cases, but were closely followed by adolescents between the ages of 10 and 14, who represented another 11 cases. So that's... Ugh, 10. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Because I think, like, when you're... 10 seems to be an age where you're, like, 
capable of doing things and right. if you're not being supervised, which you almost as a 10-year-old need to be supervised as much as a four-year-old. Yeah, because you're a little bit more confident. Yeah, I feel like you got a lot of ideas at 10. <laughs> I was yeah. obsessed with fire at 10. Yeah. I remember we used to go over to my friend's house and we light fires all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so fireworks. If you get your your dirty little snotty mm. hands on a set of fireworks, it's insane. Not surprising at all and not to diss our male counterparts, <laughs> but overall 64.8% of the patients injured were males. Only 64? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean... But that's... Get, get on us ladies also injuring ourselves. Really getting your eyes in there. <laughs> really taking it for the team, ladies. And most common types of injuries were uh, obviously hands and eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And burns yeah. and uh, dismemberment at times. But, like, the majority is, like, people leant over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's quick. I don't know if you've ever... <laughs> have you ever lit fireworks before? I have, but... I was under supervision of a very, very concerned father. <laughs> so there is no messing about. I uh, I recently, my family lives in Hawaii, and it's a very big celebration at New Year's there to oh, light yeah. fireworks. So everybody buys an outrageous amount of fireworks. Yeah. And I was handed a tiger torch Ooh. by my father. He said, here you go, kiddo, light and run, light and run. <laughs> Great advice, Dan. Well, everyone, be careful this Canada Day, even though I think this is going to be coming out the day after Canada Day. Yes, happy July 2nd, Yes, the world. But maybe if you're not in Canada, you can tip your uh, crown and coke and uh, maybe a little firework to us on your own special celebration day. <laughs> hey, maybe you're July 2nd and that's okay, uh, but... <laughs> Hey, maybe you didn't stop drinking Crown Royals. There you go. That's uh, that's our booze for this week. That is. It's Crown Royal. We just, we chose Crown Royal and then we just added Coke because, you know, a lot of people have like whiskey ginger, whiskey sour, whiskey, that kind of stuff. It's very Canadian to put Coke in there for some reason. It's also a nice alliteration. Yeah, Crown of Coke. Crown of Coke. All the Crown of Coke, please. There we go. I'm lugging my second. Here's the thing I didn't realize about. I forgot how much I actually do love Crown mm -hmm. Royal. It is a very distinct taste. If you can't, if you can't quite figure it out, it's the one that sometimes comes in the purple bag. The purple yes. velvet, velvet bag. The purple velvet bag, and I'll have to tell you all about it, girl. Yay. <laughs> There's actually a rich history to Crown Royal. Really? Here in Canada, it's very, very Canadian. Trixie's jumping in the pot, yeah. our little podcast. She's got mascot. an opinion. Crown Royal actually has a very. Uh, rich history here in Canada. Very uh, Canadian. That's why we picked it for Canada. That Crown Royal was actually a gift to King George VI and Queen Elizabeth, the King and Queen of England, in 1939. Oh. And it was a gift to them because it was the first time that royalty had visited Canada since we had become an independent nation. Right. It was like 47 years that royalty didn't come here. To be fair, they were doing a lot of stupid stuff over there. Yeah, they had. <laughs> they were busy with some stuff. Yikes. That, that's what exactly what it says. It says the outbreak. Uh, you know, they were a little busy due to the outbreak of the Second World War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the king and queen uh, came here and they actually did a full, like, trip all the way from Quebec City to Vancouver. Oh, wow. Like, on a train, yeah. stopping in every province, and they were obviously celebrated in every province. And when they got to Manitoba, yeah. where Crown Royal is from, they were know. gifted a fine, the finest of whiskeys. And it's actually, what Crown Royal is, is it's 50 different whiskeys mixed together. 
know. But it's made of something else, isn't it? This is maybe where we need to... Because whiskey is different in different places, right? So right. So in Scotland, you call it scotch. Right. In America, it's... Well, they call it like bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah. And we call it rye. This is rye whiskey. Yeah. Correct. So the first exquisite blend of Crown Royal Canadian whiskey was meticulously crafted from 50 select whiskeys. Dressed in the finest cut glass and wrapped in purple robes to commemorate the first grand tour of King George VI and Queen. The drink was around. Yeah, that's that's where that that's where the purple bag comes yeah. from. It was it was it was trying to be like it was trying to be like the finest of whiskeys. Yeah, well, purple is a um, like a Regency color. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't you know could, that. You weren't allowed to wear it if you were not a fancy queen or king. Oh, mm. so they dressed it in the finest of, and then it, like, I, we'll put a picture up uh, for all you non-Canadians listening. Yes. The actual bottle is very regal looking, and on it there is a crown uh, perched upon a purple pillow, and uh, yes, it's dressed in gold, and then it, it, it typically comes in a uh, purple velvet bag. Right. So it's all very, uh, very fancy. Mm-hmm. And when the Queen left Canada after returning after 47 years, she said, uh, I shall always look back upon that visit with feelings of affection and happiness. I think I lost my heart to Canada and Canadians, and my feelings have not changed over the passage of time. Aww. So I don't want to. I don't want to say it was the whiskey, but <laughs> to be fair, the Queen Mom, which is how I guess we would know her now. Yes, she did like to drink a little. She liked a little wishy washy. <laughs> huh? Yeah. So uh, that is essentially the history of Crown Royal, and um, we didn't. We didn't want to bugger with it too much so we mm-hmm. just toss a little coke and ice in there very nice it was very nice i don't know if you remember a couple years ago i think it was in 2016 they got one of the best whiskeys of the year wow i did not know that it's a it's not the the regular uh crown royal it's the northern northern harvest rye oh wow and it was it was a big deal they were sold out all the time because it's a very like it's cheap whiskey like it's not it's yeah. about 30 bucks it's not you know, your Glenfiddich or whatever, which, you know, all that stuff can raise up into hundreds and Oh, yeah, like, dollars. I mean, you know, some of the year, reserve years on that are incredibly expensive. Yeah, so that was kind of exciting that this little whiskey from Manitoba, which I I guess is from this community of Gimli. Yes, it's a little uh, lakeside town on Lake Winnipeg. Yeah, it's yeah, a little lakeside town, and it was uh, it was a they have a rich Icelandic tradition in that small little town. Yeah, cool. And yeah, so and it's uh, just a cute little cute little town, and they they brewed up a fine whiskey. Yeah, a fine rye whiskey. Very nice. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the foliage episode. It is tasty, though. It, it is. is nice. Okay. I think this is the first thing I ever barfed on. That's why it was so oh, hard for me to drink. That was smart enough ice for me, so. And we already <laughs> did that. I think I was, like, maybe 14 years old in the garage with my brother building right. bicycles. I remember the next day, which my mom was like, <laughs> something's up. And then she knew I was hungover. Right. So, and she was like, oh, you're very sick. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I just, oh, God, I'm not feeling good. She's like, I think we should take you to the doctor. Yeah. And my mom, who, like, is the biggest bluff caller, uh, she took me to the doctor. And the doctor was like, ah, can I speak to Brittany alone, please? And then she left, and he's like, uh, you're hungover, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, ooh, your mom sure uh, <laughs> wasn't going to let this one go, huh? I was like, no. So uh, do you have any other drinking facts? Facts? No. Do you have any drinking facts? I don't. I have some uh, Canadian, well, I have some July 1st facts. Okay, I'll, uh, 
lay them on me. All right, so there is a little uh, TV radio station out here called the CBC. They love the CBC. Yeah, so kind of similar to BBC in that it's kind of government funded. Yeah, I think <laughs> it, it is, is government funded. Yeah, I think it is government. But anyway, so they started on radio. And on July 1st, 1958, they introduced the Microwave Network. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, I tried to watch a thing explaining it. And it's, not, it's not something that I understand. <laughs> but basically it meant that the TV signal could be sent uh, at 1 50th a second across the country. Wow. So now they could do like a, a, a simulcast. Okay. So that everybody all over Canada, which is a huge, huge landmass, could be watching the same thing. Oh, that's pretty awesome. So that's very nice. And what year was that, sorry? That was in 1958. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, you know a little bit about CBC oh, or... Uh... Let me like you to CBC. You can catch me, uh, your gal, Brittany J. Lysing. Don't search J. I just... <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Um, I'll be on the, uh, I have a little special called the New Wave of Stand-Up Comedy coming out on the CBC. It'll be released on the CBC Gem and then more details to come after that. Very exciting. And then also you can always go to uh, the CBC Radio and you can catch me on the Debaters. You can catch me on La uh, the Laugh Out Loud uh, radio show on the CBC as well. So they've been very kind to me over the years. So uh, support your support your local CBC. Yes. <laughs> They also have lots of very cute shows, including Murdoch Mysteries, which is my favorite bedtime television show. And they have uh, the Great Canadian Baking Show, which is my favorite yes. show in the world. So. Yes, yes, Also, a little, little dark again. Oh, no. Uh, I know. Um, in 1869, they wanted to make Canada, or, well, Dominion Day, now known as Canada Day, a federal holiday. Um, and it is a federal holiday, just in case anybody's wondering. We all are not working on... <laughs> This Wednesday. <laughs> I haven't worked in like four months. I'm like, hey guys, we're not working on Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. I really don't have to feel bad about not doing any of my creative work. <laughs> but anyways, New Brunswick didn't quite, Once I think once they joined these colonies, they lost a lot of their political power. Well, essentially to Britain. Right. Um, so they kind of refer to it as uh, Lamentation Day. Ooh. So lots of different names for Canada Day. Yeah, lots of different stuff. <laughs> so that did not go through. Okay. Um, but yes, it is now a federal holiday. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. And we will uh, be celebrating uh, with Crown and Coke mm -hmm. and uh, probably no fireworks because there will be children around. But yeah. <laughs> also, gonna... I just don't think we can be trusted. I don't think we should be lighting off fireworks in a... <laughs> In the suburbs. In the suburb, yeah. <laughs> but you guys, we had a lot of fun uh, with you this week, and we hope you had a very happy Canada Day, and uh, we will see you next week. In the meantime, please like, share, comment, subscribe. That helps us so much. Like, if the ratings go up in the podcast, that means we can uh, do funner things. Yeah. And uh, so like, share, uh, subscribe, comment, tell everybody. You know, we do this every Thursday don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Life Pairings. If you have any ideas, email us or lifepairingspodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, uh, I will be at Yuck Yucks forming stand-up comedy Yeah. on July 3rd and 4th. In front of a live audience. In front of a real live audience. Yeah, there will be people there. They will be socially distanced. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then I have a special coming out on CBC this summer. So check it out. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys.